Welcome to Goats and Dragons, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Please be warned, this podcast contains adult situations and language that may not be suitable for children. In fact, we try our best to be unsuitable for people of all ages. You're welcome. Hi everyone, Adam here. We've got a relatively short episode of Goats and Dragons this week, so we thought we'd include a special treat here at the beginning. It's a little preview of our new Helpful Goat Presents campaign, Tear Beyond the Doors. Tear is a short homebrew campaign that Galway is DMing, and the first episode just dropped in our bonus feed on Friday, January 31st. So, enjoy this preview, and if you want to hear more, go subscribe to Helpful Goat Presents wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks. And yeah, you make your way uh, to the dining hall um, and you uh, grab some food from the large tables at the front where the products of the farm, uh, some of which you may have named, um, are prepared. Uh, and as you turn back towards the sort of long rows of benches and tables, uh, you see uh, two of your friends. Uh, you see Neldor and Ariel sitting together chatting and they sort of wave and beckon you over. Uh, and Chris, TJ, would you like to describe what she sees seeing your characters? Uh, so Ariel um, is uh, a silver dragonborn, about six feet tall, comfortably dressed, um, and uh, with um, sort of onyx black eyes. And as she um, sees um, Sunny, she'll like stand up and go, oh my god, Sunny, how are the melons? All across the dining hall. So... (laughs) You hear sort of sighs from the table as long with like a sort of, yeah, by the person that you were right behind and just sort of suddenly booming out. Uh, Neldor looks up at Ariel. Uh, Neldor is a... I'm a wood elf. I stand about 5'9". I'm just just a little shorter than Ariel there. I'm an average weight for a wood elf. I have a a coppery, almost with a green tintish kind of skin. My eyes are an emerald green. I have dark brown hair with an undercut and today my hair is is pulled back in an elf bun uh, and you can see the uh, the undercut and in my undercut is kind of this intricate um, kind of like engraving in the in the skin towards these like symbols just elfish symbols they don't really mean anything but they're they're very ornate and they they stand out on my skin uh, I'm currently wearing standard security um, uniform, and I just stand there and, and I wave at Sunny. So once I get over there, I'll respond to Ariel. <laughs> I I look, I smile when she shouts at me, but I, and I kind of wave at you guys, but I don't shout back. <laughs> the melons are doing so great. Thank you for asking. They're really, I mean, they're really flourishing. They're so happy when I talk to them, and everything's going great. Well, how could they not be happy when you talk to them? I'm super happy when you talk to me. You're so nice. I'm so glad you're my friend. Thanks! (laughs) Okay, I I choked on my soda. (laughs) 
Ah, <laughs> uh, very good. So you all uh, sit down, um, and it, you know, you, you sort of let Sunny get into her food a bit, um, and uh, after a few minutes of that, um, you see Rook. Uh, to describe it as striding would be overstating the amount of space he's taking up. Uh, sort of slinking in furtively to a place that everyone is allowed to be. Um, uh, and he seems to have just finished his class. Um, and uh, Andy, would you like to describe what they see when they look at Rook? Uh, sure, yeah, yeah. Rook, uh, Rook's... Uh... He just kind of always looks nervous. He's he's looking around. He's he's just you know he's got the the furtive glances on, looking at everyone's eyes and seeing if they're looking at him, which they're probably looking at me. They're all probably looking at me. Um. Anyway, uh, I got shortish black hair that I've chopped and I've recently been cutting because uh just yeah just, it makes me feel better. Um. I'm in my long black uh professor robes. Um, and I'm carrying a few books and I'm very long stridely sneaking yeah, into the area trying to be quiet so that no one looks at me no one notices me um, and then I accidentally trip real quick and I, I tumble my books onto the floor uh, and I just my face just turns red um, and then it keeps turning red and it just turns more and more red and it, it's it's entirely red it's 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 tomato red then at this point. Uh, and I don't mean that as an exaggeration. It just means literally that's what my skin color is. Um, and I pick up my books and and uh, I, I go back over to my friends and I turn my skin back to a normal color that people like and that are okay with. Because um, I look like a human. I'm just I'm just like a human for all intents and purposes. Uh, and I sit down with my friends and I take a deep breath because I feel a bit safer with them. Hey, Rook, how did your class go? Uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, they asked too many questions. <laughs> um, like, isn't that the point, though, Rook? Like, you're a really good teacher. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, it's mostly, it's kind of the point, sure. Well, well anyway. I'm glad it went okay. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh, how are the melons? They're doing so good. They're so happy when I talk to them, and everything's just really great. Thank you for asking. Yeah, yeah. Neldor, how are you doing? I'm really wondering when we get to eat those melons. I was kind of well, wondering the same thing. Yeah. You know, melons take a while to grow, and everybody comes ripe when they're ready. Sometimes that's a little slower for some of us, and sometimes it's a little faster. The melons, it might be a little slower. I am so ripe, you guys. You have no idea. Have you grown a lot recently? I don't know. Like, have Is that I? What you mean? Oh, my, oh my god! Like, Neldor, measure me. Uh, Arya's gonna stand up really quick. I'm not going to measure you again. But I might have grown in like the last five minutes. You don't even know. Come on. No, you didn't. It's the exact same before Sunny got here. Ah, <sighs> Sunny, I guess it only works on melons, but I still love you, talking to you. You might be full grown, but that doesn't mean you can't do growing on the inside, right? 
Or I can't become a melon. Like, I think it can still become a melon. You have no idea. Um... I mean, academically speaking, yeah, I don't think you can become a melon. Good stuff, good stuff. Okay, um, so this ends the candle festival. And uh, while the snows are still heavy, um, people have taken down some of the decorations and tried to go back to the the normal uh, everyday work. the sort of serenity of the last few days uh, does seem to be fading as people are trying to kind of get back into a, a normal, you know, harsh routine. Um, and then something stirs sort of in each of you. Uh, there is there is a lot more to do and a lot more to figure out still before your story is done, before you can rest and be comfortable like you were again the last few days. So, folks, um, as I see it, and tell me if I'm wrong, it seems like you have kind of two potential paths, um, maybe three. Uh, you could, as we sort of said last time, kind of follow the trail to Israq Devere to find out more of what's going on. Um, you could chase after Stormbringer's sister. Um and, and see what trouble you can get into there. Um, you could go back to Bovalia with Absalon Frey and try to get uh, the king to sort of back whatever it is that you want to do. Um, but it seems like you had sort of decided to follow the trail to Israq Devere because having information before you make your next moves seemed like kind of the better thing to do. Um, so what is it? That you guys would like to do. So there's been a couple of days that have gone by. Um, is that what you said? There has. Uh, this is basically the next day. Okay, so um, I don't need people to hop off, but can I do the thing really quick? Yeah, like, I'll go I ahead and roll for roll? you. Okay, thank you. Nope, eighty-six. Wait, what does it have to be? It's got to be lower than uh, your. Uh, level. So 11 or oh, lower. Oh, okay. I see. Cool. Damn. Sorry, Darcy. I don't know what it was for, but I'm sorry. Yeah, my God sucks. Oh, no. Gods, am I right? Am I right? Um, Is it possible to, I don't know, roll the... Stormbringer's sister and Isarak Devere into kind of like I don't know, like is one on the way to the other? Um That's a good question. Let me So yeah, so um your sister is probably headed somewhere up into the Bovalian Mountains. Um uh the 
the um, I can't remember exactly which town it was. It was one of these towns on the coast though, of Goholnia. So if you wanted to, you could probably go down to the coast and then maybe up again to the Bovalian Mountains. Um, Wait, are we where that circle is right now? You're where this little square is. Oh, shit. Like, those are both pretty far from us. But especially, wait, is the coast thing Izarak Devir? Yeah, that's quicker by boat, which you definitely have. Right, that's true. We have a boat. I forgot about that. And then Izarak Devir is somewhere down here? Yeah. Like, it's one of those towns. And then you said uh, that... The direction were 12 miles north of water of Wadaven, Wadaven, which is... It's too blurry for me to read it here. Yeah, I can't see it. Is that already taking into account reversing the directions? No, that's just what it says. Because we're supposed to reverse them, right? Is Bavaria like the biggest country? Yeah, kind of. And it's in its capital of Bovalia. Um, Jesus, maybe I should marry him. Would I get to keep the property <laughs> if I get divorced? He's a small part of this. He's a lord among many. He's not the king or anything. Well, I could go for the king. I'm the king. True. Will you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is the town right here. Uh, on the coast. Okay, so that would be with some directions, which from what I remember, and I know we had the key that we would want to reverse them, but it wasn't anything too far away from that town. Right, yeah. It wasn't like, Probably go to this yeah. town, and then a 17-day journey. Um, yeah. And then the, her sister would be up in the mountains, sort of at the end of this green line somewhere, right? Probably somewhere around there, yeah. Yep. You just knew that she was heading almost directly e, uh, west out, out of town. And part of the appeal of um, connecting up with Stormbringer's sister at the last time we saw her was that we could have, we could potentially at some point make use of like basically the, that grouper small army of Goliaths, right? Am I recalling that correctly? Uh, maybe, yeah. Um, her sister had left a note saying that she was going to go talk with um, Dawn Protector, um, the one that was tr- wanting to maybe kill or find at least Stormbringer. Um, and Stormbringer would know that this is probably a very dangerous thing for her to do. Um, so it could be a little bit about saving her. Uh, and helping everyone, yeah, would would put you in good graces with a little bit of an army. Which we already, we now with Absalon, we have access to a group of 50 men. Is that right? Unless Hikari yeah. fucked us over by rejecting his proposal. Hey, I can keep sleeping with him and just keep his hopes up. I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> Oh. Well, he, he basically <laughs> already agreed to post the 50 men in town. Yeah, to help yeah he did that. say that. Yeah, and it sounds like he's on his way back to um, Bofalia City. Yeah, uh, well, so, I I mean, the last 
Um, last I knew, yeah, I think we were leaning towards doing the Israq Devere thing, but I would, I mean, uh, at a meta level, um, I guess kind of defer to Lena as to whether, because I know that we had talked about, you know, Stormbringer's kind of emotional spot after after Charity's death, um, you know, before being resurrected. And so Lena would, um, going on like that kind of narrative, like Stormbringer specific mission be helpful to you in terms of like handling Stormbringer's um, arc or emotional, like whatever? Uh, Did that communicate a question? (laughs) I think kind of. I mean, I think it'd be, like, I don't know. I want to get Stormbringer's arc more fleshed out, but I also, I think, fuck, I don't know. I think Stormbringer would be feeling more like we should go after Izarak Devere because that's probably got a really sensitive time gating on it, potentially. Um, It seems like there's also, just from my reading of things and, people on the stream will have seen a couple of letters were popping up. There are two distinct time gates on this. Uh, One is mountain splitter saying, I think it was mountain splitter. I'm going to go find Dawn protector and Stormbringer. I think's immediate reaction to that is that's a bad idea. Oh yeah. Mountain splitter is going to get herself killed. Um, It also might take a while for her to find. The other thing that we have is that the letter, which, uh, Stormbringer remembered, or was it Lena? No, Stormbringer uh, remembered the note of do the instructions backwards um, was a letter that we had because it was a letter sent to Shenik to go find this person. Yeah. So Israel Devere is probably being hunted by Shenik. Mountain Splitter is walking herself into trouble. (laughs) Indeed. I guess do do we think that if um, we dealt with the Israq Devere thing first, we could then do the Mountain Splitter thing, or do we think that that would probably be like she'd be dead? No, no, absolutely, you could. Yeah, you think? Um, it, yeah, because again, she was walking. She she was basically alone when she left the note because all of her writers had left her. Um, so it's probably going to take her a She's going to go slow. It's going to take a while. Um, you probably, if you did it in that order, you at least at this point believe you could do both things probably, or at least come close to also from our perspective, what would the most efficient way of doing that travel wise be? Would it be to sail down to that town, sail back to here and then march across or sail down and then march up <laughs> um it's it's almost the same uh it might be a tiny bit quicker if you sailed down here hired like a raft to go upstream boating into the mountains proper and then and then actually hike the rest of the way but you're not even sure where she is um so that would take a little bit of looking after as well um, yeah, it, but it, it probably almost would be similar. Because kind of what I was wondering actually was if we took the boat down to the coast of Gaholnia, took the boat uh-huh. back up to Cliff Mill, uh-huh. and then 
used a boat to go, not our boat, but to go along this river, river. that reaches out to the west, yeah. or even to go up that to the north and then down that spur to the south, because yeah. that's kind of cutting us into the area where we think she might be. Certainly. Yeah. Whatever you guys think. And I don't think it... I don't think it super matters either way, like if we're doing it in this order, because from everything I know, the crew that we have on the ship is perfectly capable of sailing it without us. So we could give them instructions of "Mm, get back to Cliff Mill after we're done here. (laughs) And Charity would absolutely defer to Stormbear on this. I'm good with doing um, Azrak Devere and then Mountain Splitter. Sounds good. Nice. All right. Hey, guys, do we still have one of the strangest coins? Um, I think so, right? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Why? We could always get the stranger to go deal with your sister. Or Absalon and his men could go look for him. Or Absalon and his men, yeah. I mean, I don't actually think we should do that. What's our current feelings about the stranger again? Bad, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Is the stranger was the stranger behind my whole thing? I think so. That's what we <laughs> thought. Yeah, we figured out that it was probably him. Yeah, I'm remembering now. Yeah, it's all good. Cool. Alright. Yeah, he like manipulated you into that and stuff. Yeah, I know. I, I was just kidding around. Alright, Israq Devere right. it is. Let's go advance this narrative. <clears throat> Uh, one little note, you do still have one uh, piece of writing that you took from um, the shape changer bell on the boat uh, that no one has deciphered yet. Oh, what language is it in? It is in a beautiful and hazy script that appears to move and reshape itself. Wait, I is this the bell's note? No, this is the worshippers of the Great Burning. Oh, okay. Is there anyone? Is there anyone in town who we think would perhaps be able to decipher it? Uh, maybe it. Um, it to to charity especially. It feels like magical writing, magical script. In that, in which case, you would need a wizard. <sighs> Wizards. Uh, Does Hikari know? Is is Hikari able to know the spell? Comprehend languages? I can't oh, remember. Probably. And I do we? I'm pretty sure clerics can cast that, and it just says you can read all writing. I don't know if a magical script. Maybe it is though. What level is it? I don't remember. Um, Andy? Work it yeah, on I don't exactly know. First level divination ritual. Uh, for the duration, you understand the literal meaning of any spoken language you hear. You also understand any written language that you see. But you must be touching the surface on which the words are written. Yeah, certainly you can give it a try. This spell doesn't decode okay. secret messages in a text or a glyph, such as an arcane sigil, that isn't part of a written language. Aha. Uh-huh. But, but this sounds different. Than that, yeah. yeah. And I don't remember if clerics can prepare it because spell lists, what are they? I believe so. 
Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. If you want to cast that, um, Hankari, then you could probably uh, read this. Can you add it to my thing? Yes, I can. Um, would you basically just read it to other people, or do you want to look at it first? Let me look at it first, just in case something bad happens if I read it. <laughs> okay. Um, hold on. Let me put it in yours. And Okay, so um, you should only have access to that then, Hakari. You can look that over if you'd like. Sorry, what level did you say it was at again? It was uh, first level. Yeah. First level, okay. And a ritual. It's super easy. And then you can have plenty. Yeah, you can the next day. What's it called again? Comprehend languages. I do not see that. It's okay. It's in the, um, it's not in your spell book. Oh, where, how do I do it then? It's fine. We'll just say you cast it. We're not going to have to keep okay. spell slots today. That's fine. All right. So you have uh, access to that then. Okay. It's in your so what is... section. It's called the Worshippers of the Great Burning. Okay. Hold on. All right. Um, and the rest of you um, making preparations maybe to uh, take off. Um, is there anything else you'd like to buy, obtain, get for the boat? Um, probably lay in rations and anything like that. Um, about how long of a voyage do we think it'll be down there? Um, uh, maybe two and a half, three weeks. And I'd probably also speak with Missy um, and see if there's anything, because our ship can carry a fair amount of cargo. Indeed. Is there any trade she wants to have down there? Is there anything, you know, she wants to sell, get picked up, etc.? Excellent. Yeah. She and she um, meets with some of the local merchants and stuff. Um, and uh, right now they pretty much have everything they need. Um, and they have another ship coming in uh, next week. Um, so nothing you guys need to worry about, she says. And so and, and Hikari did finalize that spell that she was casting on cliff mill correct yes and then yeah so that has finalized it is now permanent you've been here a month total um and also she cast the the special recall teleportation spell okay i've read it should i read it out loud uh, you, you can, or you, we can give it to other people too. However you want. Um, because it's kind of long is the only thing. That's fine. I will put it in other people's okay. things. They can look at it. I don't mind I reading even it just out read loud, it. though. It's not a big deal. Um, do you mind? Just, yeah. We'll yeah, just, that's fine. For the podcast. Okay. The cult of the fire blight has been formed. The creation of this religion was to keep the masses docile and to instill a misinformation among the scores of peoples. This has been accomplished in areas of, is it Galhonia? Yeah. And near the Bovalian Mountains. Master Shenik was sent as one of the prophets of the flame. He claimed his name was Thudu and that Shadar, one of the fates of Rin, was responsible for the great cleansing. 
He has since left this post and is in the West with more pressing matters. We have spread several kinds of misinformation to keep them arguing. The cause of the fire blight is now said to be from spiders and lizards and sickness and uncooked birds. Perhaps it is nothing. Any of those who realize it has originated from the elemental plane of fire are targeted. Her assassins will be with them shortly. The more that we can shift the meaning of these clearing flames away from their actual intent, the better. And if we can take suspicion away from her, the better. Continue to spread these fears. We are nearly done with our assignment already. The fires have been incredibly effective. We do consider Federo an excellent site. So if we are able to persuade those in power to let down their border protection, we will begin the infiltration. And within four weeks of that, we should have the numbers to overwhelm the populace. Soon we will have found everything. The end. Wow. Indeed. That's a lot of information. Yup. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and then the only other thing, um, Burbage, in A Brief History of Federo, there are like notes in the margins that you have not yet deciphered or anything. Um, and I think that's almost it then. Um, so, well, and I mean, Charity would have been looking at that book also, presumably. Um, so between the two of us, can we depict those, were they annotations? Right, annotations. Um, Not depict, decipher. Right. Um, and with Hikari's help uh, with her with her Comprehend Languages spell, um, you, can, uh, you can have her look at them as well. And boop. All right. What's it under? Um, so the brief history of Federo, there are specific uh, magic runes um, written as footnotes in each chapter. Cool. Um, should we read these out loud quickly or? Burbage, would you mind? Uh, sure. Hey, guys, I gave my copy of the Brief History of Federo Part 2 to Hakari, and she used her Comprehend Languages spell to translate the footnotes in each chapter, and she has written down the translation and given it to me to read. <laughs> so I'm going to do that. All right, here's some footnotes written in Magic Runes. For my more magically inclined friends, please find a few extra notes, especially for you. You know who you are, which I can only assume is me. Israk Devere is so secretive and incredibly paranoid. Devere started to busy himself with small clockwork machines and began to get into puppetry. He enjoyed tricks and had an odd way of giving directions to wherever he was. He always gave the exact opposite directions where he knew that. And without knowing him well, some prominent members of Federa were mistakenly led to an alley in the Arcana district that specialized in training mimes. That's funny. Uh, here's another footnote. When I went to visit Poneway, I was asked to buy a small silver dagger. Ooh. This, is, uh, this sounds familiar. Right, Stormbringer? Oh, weird. 
When I got to the temple, it was confiscated by Yizak. Yeah, that happened to you and Vimaris. Asking yeah. around, others wondered if he was collecting daggers that would hurt magical beings. And such a purchase in the market district allowed Yizak to mark people about to enter the temple. This allowed him to often keep tabs on those granted audience with high priests. Ponway found this only a mild inconvenience. Huh. Interesting. All right, here's another footnote. I don't think Ponway's monkey is actually a monkey. And also, this guy really liked his sweets. We'd visit Moxie's several times. Yeah, remember Ponway's monkey? What was that monkey's name? Do we remember? I think he was just named Monkey. I don't think so. That doesn't sound right. Sleepy? His name was Plee. 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 That was close. Well, the author of this book doesn't think Plee is actually a monkey. This book was written by Me For Smythe. Weird name. That All right. sounds like a sick name. Two more footnotes. Um, his knowledge, I believe, is otherworldly. Andy, is that one attached to a particular like piece of the text that I would know what who his is? Um, uh, Israel Devere. Okay, and the final footnote: I believe the pale spiders, under the direction of Ponway did only one good thing in their entire defense of the people of Federo. They raided a growing criminal organization and debilitated their stores and killed many members, stealing any magical items they were gathering for an attack on Federo's people. Huh. So maybe Pernway's not all bad? God, I can't even keep track of this stuff anymore. Anyway. So... What would you like to do? Wait, you guys, since we're just reading pieces of paper randomly now, I know we read <laughs> Bell's note before, but who the fuck are Vinnick and Pippa? Oh, I don't know, Stormbringer. If I had to hazard a guess, I'd say Vinnick sounds like a particularly serious person. Perhaps a ranger who never smiles. <laughs> But again, that's but, just me guessing. That, I don't that, know who you're talking about. That feels confusing because they were with Meepus, and I mean, anyone with Meepus has to smile. He's an idiot. You guys, I'm lost. We don't know who Venick and Pippa are, Stormbringer. Um, I don't think they really matter necessarily. And Meepus... I'm just glad we haven't seen him in forever and probably never will see him again. Let's just get on the ship. But if we do Go. see him, we should kill him. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, no, was... like, definitely. He, like, was telling that crazy woman who I fought who looks kind of like Roburn about us. So he should die. I don't know. I mean, as far as I know, I, I thought Meepus. I swear, I'm pretty sure he forgot all about us at the at the uh, the waterfall. He's you know a threat I mean? to the family. All right. Well, yeah. If we see him, we can uh, deal with him. That's, that's yeah. Sure. 
All right, Israq Devere. Ho. No. <laughs> Wait. I always get that wrong. <laughs> to Israq Devere. Yeah, that's it. Thanks, Charity. <laughs> All right. Um, the uh, the people of Cliffmill um, uh, watch as as each of you sort of boards uh, the ship. Um, Aideen uh, gives Charity a, a small scarf, um, as, as you know, is a nice little customary thing uh, to give someone going on a voyage uh, a small piece of clothing. Um, Suspicious. <laughs> Uh, and, um, uh, not to be outdone, Missy gives her Stormbringer a sock. Oh, thank you, Missy. It's a really nice sock. Hey, uh, you return safely now. I'll do my best to not have the place go to shit while you're gone. Yeah, try to keep, keep all those bad people away from now on. And seriously, we owe you everything. Thank you for what you've done for the city. I mean, it was mostly charity and Hikari. I promise we'll do what we can to keep your friends safe in the ice until you come back. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll look for you. Um, and at this, unless anyone has any other pressing business in Cliff Mill, uh, the gangplanks are raised. Um, you uh, you were able to find a, a few more um, uh, sailors uh, in the the sort of surrounding groups of people. Um, so you have a, a, a few humans, a couple elves, um, a dwarf, and a few more halflings. I would um, probably say also ship. all of them were questioned under the influence of a zone of truth spell. Solid, yeah. I you, ain't getting yeah. I ain't getting shanked again. You vetted you vetted them entirely. Um, and yeah, you trust them. Uh, you also like look over the ship really well. You double check everyone's memories uh, of them looking over the ship. Um, and you feel pretty confident that there's uh, nothing else. Um, uh, back in the uh, charities quarters or Burbage's maybe, um, the uh, talking haversack uh, of holding. Um Kind of gives you some shit uh, for leaving him there this whole time. Um, I got killed. Yeah. Then they're a little bit quiet about that. Is that the name? Seamus. He wanted to be called Seamus. Yeah. He did. So Charity started calling him Seamus. (laughs) (laughs) And at that, uh, the boat pulls out of harbor. Um, and into immediately some choppy waves. Uh, getting your sea legs again, it takes a little bit. Um, the, uh, the, the waves are pretty harsh. The, the spray is very, very cold. Most of you are basically confined to the, uh, the um, below decks uh, as, as it's not a pleasant experience to be sailing at this time of year like this. Um. But yeah, uh, you do venture a, a look back um, and you see the lights of the city 
growing dimmer and dimmer in the distance as the sort of blackness of the night ocean lays out in front of you. And I believe that concludes tonight's episode of Goats and Dragons. If you enjoyed this and are curious to see where the story goes, please follow us on Twitch, where we are Helpful Goat. Subscribe on YouTube at Helpful Goat Gaming. We are a small independent game design firm and could really use the support. And if you'd like to know more about us or streams or company or our upcoming projects, you can visit helpfulgoat.com. Follow us on Twitter at helpfulgoat or check out our Facebook page at helpfulgoat. And if you like the podcast, give us a rating or a comment. We love them all. And hey, if you just want to say hi, um, you can hit us up uh, through Helpful Goat on Twitter. Uh, we pretty much answer to everyone because... You know, we're small still, and uh, we, we like our fans. Um, yeah, so hey, uh, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and from all of us on Goats and Dragons, we wish you an excellent evening and happy holidays. Good night. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy holidays. Hope you have a good one. Have a good night. Happy Ooh. Bavarian Candle Festival, everybody. Good night. Indeed. Nice. Oh, that was nice. All right. Onward. Nice to have some happy episodes before we get back into probably like horrible shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, just so people kind of start thinking about it, probably in two sessions um, or three, two or three sessions, maybe end of two. I don't know. Depends on how fast we go. Um, there's an A-game level fight. Like, top-tier, serious, scary fight. Okay. (laughs) Not like a, not a, not a sad or depressing or a a dark fight or anything like that, but, like, tough, if that makes sense. Yeah, not a, a, we're going to start with someone dead or... Yeah, 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 nothing like that, but just tough. (laughs) Yeah, just mechanically tough. Do you expect us to level again before then, or should um, we be thinking about it mechanically? No, with the... okay. right. Probably this is the thing that would level you. Okay, cool. Yeah. But that's, yeah, a couple. Um, and and I'll, I can let you know more accurately after next time, too. Okay. Just as a heads up. Exciting. Cool. I appreciate it. This has been Goats and Dragons, presented by Helpful Goat Gaming. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.